Welcome to Caregiving Club On Air. This podcast is dedicated to the millions of family caregivers who want wellness tips and self-care solutions, who seek expert advice, and who want news about healthy aging and how to create well home design in our forever homes. I'm Sherry Snelling, a corporate gerontologist, author, and educator, a TV interviewer, host, and news commentator. I'm joining you from Southern California, where our interviews and news take us all across the country to explore the many ways to help you on your caregiving journey and to lift you up here at Caregiving Club On Air. Welcome to Caregiving Club On Air, in our September episode where we are celebrating National Healthy Aging Month, World Travel Day, also World Alzheimer's Day, National Self-Care Awareness Month and Gratitude Day, as well as Grandparents Day and Preventing Falls at Home. I'm your host, Sherry Snelling, and we have got a jam-packed episode for you. As you can see, we're celebrating a whole lot of things in September, but I first want to start with my expert interview for this episode, who is Susan Black, who is the founder and chief WOW engagement officer for Wowzitude, which is a virtual travel company, and you're going to learn all about this. It's fantastic, and stay tuned for that because this also makes a super, super, super great gift for your older loved ones, particularly for the holidays. And that's all for National Healthy Aging Month, as well as National or or World Tourism Day, which is happening on September 7th, 27th. And then in our caregiver wellness news, as I mentioned, it's National Self-Care Awareness Month. So I'm going to continue to promote my new book, Me Time Monday, the weekly wellness plan to find balance and joy for a busy life. And I have a special message for my USC 80 Pi sorority sister. So stay tuned for that. You're not going to want to miss that and the exciting news that I'm going to share with you. Um, but we're also talking about Gratitude Day. And that's going to be the focus of our Me Time Monday wellness hack at the end of the episode. We're also talking about World Alzheimer's Month and some of the new statistics that are out and studies that have been done. And then we turn to Well Home Design News, where we're going to focus on preventing falls in the home. And I also have some information for you on also preventing fires in the home. And it's National Emergency Awareness Month in September. So we're going to talk a little bit about what you need to be prepared for with your loved ones in terms of natural disasters and other emergencies that can happen, what you need to know. And then, of course, for Grandparents Day, which is on September 10th, I'm actually going to share with you some news. I did some recent TV interviews about the increase in senior romance scams. This is really, really important stuff. You're going to want to stay tuned for this. How do you help your loved one avoid being part of these scams that are happening and costing millions and even billions of dollars? So with that, I am going to turn to our caregiver wellness news. So as I mentioned, September is National Healthy Aging Month. It also happens to be World Alzheimer's Month as World Alzheimer's Day on September 21st. And I wanted to kind of bring these two topics together and talk about some things that have been in the news lately. I've been interviewed over the past couple of weeks on a lot of different TV news stations about the aging of our political leaders. And I think this is something that's a big topic right now. Everyone's talking about it. And the focus is really around the cognitive health, which ties into our Alzheimer's theme for this month. 
And so I wrote an article, I wrote a blog for my website, caregivingclub.com, and we have a link to that in the episode guide page. You can read more about that. But I think the most important thing is, you know, when we want to put an age limit on something, that is what we consider ageism, right? We don't want to discriminate against people who have reached a certain age because we all know people who are in their 70s, 80s, and 90s who are super lucid and really with it and sharp and all of that. And then, of course, we do have even some political leaders who are in their 50s who are having some cognitive issues. So I think when you start to apply age to these issues, it's really not the right question to be asking. The right question is, what is the cognitive health of any individual? And then, of course, I'll get into the article about some of the the things that I see that maybe should be done. And I'm not usually a, a commentator on politics, so I hate to kind of dive into that that realm, but I just felt it was really, really important because I just feel like too many people just immediately go to, well, you hit a certain age and all of a sudden, you know, that's it, it's over. And that's absolutely not true. So um, I also wanted to do a highlight for you because there's another new book out besides my new book, Meantime Monday, but it's by Dan Bootner, who is a really great researcher, and he has traveled the world over the last 20 years looking for the blue zones. Now, he wrote a book about this, and he's now done an update to the book 20 years later. And what's really interesting is the blue zones are basically pockets around the world where people live to be over the age of 100, so centenarians. And he looked for the secrets why. Like, what what makes this, this group of people in this little community live beyond that age more than normal? more than other people in other places. And one of the things that he's found after 20 years is, first of all, Singapore has now made the list. Lots of really interesting stuff. In fact, I was just with Dan. He did a Stanford University Longevity Book Club event, and he was talking about how Singapore has now made the list, and but how other blue zones that he originally wrote about, for instance, like Okinawa and Japan, have kind of fallen off the list. And he talks a lot about nutrition. And one of the things that he really points to is a Mediterranean diet And I would encourage you to go back and listen to our episode. I'll have a link to it on the episode guide page, but with Dr. Annie Fenn, who does the Brain Health Kitchen, and she came out with her cookbook, which is really based around this whole concept of Mediterranean diet or what we call the mind diet, which is really good for brain health. So I just want to do a shout out. Dan also has, in addition to updating his book, he's also got a Netflix documentary series going on right now that's been really popular. So you may want to check that out, but it's really great information about how to live longer, better, healthier, happier, and what are the secrets to doing that. Now, I also mentioned that, you know, World Alzheimer's Day, I just want to do some quick statistics for you because, again, there's a lot of information in the news around cognitive decline in Alzheimer's and dementia. Bright Focus Foundation said that worldwide, 55 million people are believed right now to be living with Alzheimer's disease. And according to the United Nations, that is more than the population of Colombia And so over the next 20 years, we are going to see these numbers jump to about 139 million people by 2050. That's huge. So we're looking for the cures. We're looking for the breakthroughs that we don't really have. There's been some news recently about a new drug. After 20 years, it's one of the first drugs approved by the FDA. It really only helps in the early stages of the disease. And again, I'm going to write a blog about this so you can learn a little bit more about that drug. It's very expensive. It isn't being covered by Medicare right now unless you're in a clinical trial. And it really is only effective if you take it really early in the disease. And here's what we know. We know 
that most people who are eventually diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease have really been living with the disease for at least 10 or 15 years undiagnosed. And that's when that drug really is most effective. So unfortunately, if you're getting diagnosed in a mid or later stage, the drug really may not be as effective for you. So I'll have all those details and everything in that blog article that you guys can read a little bit more about if you're interested. Now, I also wanted to touch upon Grandparents Day. And um, I know in my age group, I have friends now that are grandparents, which is like blowing my mind. Pretty amazing, but also pretty exciting for them. And Grandparents Day is officially on September 10th. And I just wanted to do a shout out not only to all the grandparents out there, but also to the family caregivers who might be worried about their own grandparents or older loved ones. And again, I've recently been interviewed on TV and and written some articles about the new romance scams that are really targeted to seniors. So I'll just give you a little, uh, some little insights because I, I printed out some of the information that I've been sharing. But first of all, you know, this is big business for scammers. They're They're looking at going after older adults because they know they have assets and they have money. The Federal Trade Commission said that $496 million is lost every year because of seniors who get caught up in these romance scams, which is really kind of sad. We know a lot of our older loved ones live alone. They become maybe a little lonely. There are some senior dating sites now. And, you know, like eHarmony is is a good one for a lot of people, senior match in our time. And what you have to be careful of is meeting the wrong people on these sites. And there's, I'm going to have it in the article, so I won't necessarily go through it now, but just, just a couple shout outs. If your loved one gets, you know, into these online dating sites, that's great. That's fine. We want to encourage that. But just, we need to help also educate them about things like, you know, if the person you're chatting with wants to get off the site and go to like the Telegram app, they want to move you onto that app, then do it. That is a that is a number one red flag that you're being scammed. They want to get you off of the protection of the sites like eHarmony and Senior Match in our time and get you into the Telegram app, which then can give them access to do some hacking on you and some other things. They also love bomb you. Okay. So it goes from, hi, how are you? You know, my name is Joe to, I love you. I can't live without you. We have to be together forever. You're the only person on the planet that understands me. Now, this is obviously very gratifying. If you're lonely, you want to hear those things. But we have to be careful if we're being love bombed, right? I mean, we've all been through that before, I think. I know I've I've had probably a couple romances that have been love bombing, but you just want to be really cautious. And again, we're, we need to kind of stay in tune of what's going on with our older loved ones. Because one of the things these scammers do that is really atrocious, they try to convince the loved one that their family, which would be probably you as the family caregiver or the adult son or daughter or sister or brother or whomever it is, is trying to convince them that this is not a good thing or this person is suspicious. And so what they try to do is isolate you, which is a typical, actually, it's a narcissistic tactic to isolate people from the people they rely on so that now they're completely vulnerable to you. So if you find your loved one, you know, is not wanting to share information and not wanting to talk a little bit about this new romance, 
that's also a little bit of a red flag. And so anyway, so there's some things I'm going to have in the article that I think will be really helpful to you. But I think it's really important for our older loved ones to know that we're there to support them, not to thwart their romance. But, you know, there was a New York Times article that said that there are older adults who they have contemplated suicide after figuring out they're being scammed because they thought this person was in love with them. And by the way, most of these scammers, I hate to say it, they're mostly young men. Uh, We find that in Laos and Nigeria, that's a big hotspot for scammers to be. That's where they're calling from or where they're contacting you from. And they call them the Yahoo boys. This is in the scammer world. This is, you know, something that we hear a lot about. And so, but they could be posing as a woman, you know, in her 50s or 60s who's fallen in love with your grandfather. So anyway, so it just, it's really important to just stay in tune with all those things with our loved ones. So again, I'm going to I'm going to have all the details in the blog article so that if you want to dig into this or if you're concerned about your loved one, you can check that out. I also want to do a shout out to Liz Lowy, who was one of the experts that I interviewed for my book. She's from Eversafe. She was also a former district attorney in Manhattan, where she prosecuted all of the elder abuse crimes. And in fact, she was the first, it was the first DA in the country to create an elder abuse unit that she headed up. She's now part of this company that helps protect older adults from financial fraud and other scams. But go back and listen to our episode. I'm going to have a link on the episode guide page. But listen to my interview with Liz from season two, episode 13, Liz Lowy, because she talks a lot about grandparent scams. Now, that's where the scammers are now using voice cloning. Okay, and they're they're getting your grandchild's voice off of social media. They're manipulating it through artificial intelligence and then having that grandchild call the grandparent with their own voice and say, I'm scared. I'm in trouble. I need money. Here's what you need to do. Now, of course, any grandparent is not going to know that that's not their grandkid. So this is becoming a huge issue. And Liz tells us some things to think about and, you know, ways that we can protect our loved ones from that. I also want to do a quick shout out because we just celebrated 22 years of the terrorist attacks on our country during 9-11. And this is something that's been near and dear to my heart since those attacks. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I've done a lot of articles on a lot of the research that's being done. I'm going to have links to some of those articles on our episode guide page. But, you know, one of the things that concerns me the most is I'm doing a lot of work now in this whole environmental wellness area, which is our environments in our home and air care and our you know, and our neighborhoods. And, you know, the research around the first responders who were on what we call the pile, which was, you know, all the debris and everything that happened at Ground Zero in Lower Manhattan when the Twin Towers fell. We are now seeing, the research is showing us that their brains, and these these mostly men are in their late 50s, early 60s, their brains are showing signs of Alzheimer's, and they look more like a brain of someone who's in their 80s or 90s. So now I think we're starting to see how influential our environments can be to brain health. It's just another example, and it's a tragic one. But I really, you know, do a shout out. I'm so grateful now that we have the uh, World Trade Center Health Registry to get help for people who are now suffering from cancer and gastrointestinal issues and respiratory issues and and dying from these diseases now 20, 25, whatever years later, we're going to be able to get them the help that they need and the families as well. 
um, because we've created so many more family caregivers because of these diseases that these, you know, mostly men, as I said, didn't really have to suffer from. So a shout out to our 9-11 families and our first responders and everyone who is still struggling with the after effects of that attack. In fact, we know now more people are dying from the diseases from 9-11 that actually died in the fall of the towers and the Pentagon and and the fields in Shanksville and all of that. So shout out to those families and recognition that we we will never forget. <laughs> I always say every year I'm going to make a promise we will never forget. Hopefully our younger generations will keep that going. Now, I want to turn to National Self-Care Awareness Month, which is great news for me because that's what my book, Me Time Monday, is all about. And I, I want to do a shout out and a special recognition to my USC 80 Pi sorority sisters, and especially to Vicki and Mel and Grace and Kathy, who put on this party for, uh, we were all going to get together as a reunion, but they, they, they turned it into a book signing party for me, which I thought was so sweet and so supportive. And it was just fantastic. We had people who came in from across the country. Shout out to Allie, who came in from New York, and Karen, who came in from Connecticut, and Louise, who came in from Las Vegas, and and others of you I know that traveled far and wide. But we had a great group show up. Some of us hadn't seen each other since college, which was a long time ago. I I won't name the years, ladies, but it was a long time ago. But it was just really fantastic to, you know, spend the day with these these women that were so important in my life and still are, and to see the friendship still there as strong as ever. And so I wanted to, for uh, World Gratitude Day, which is on September 21st, I want to say how grateful I am to those sorority sisters, to those friendships, which are still strong and still there. And then aside from that, I also want to do a shout out to my best friend, Molly B., who is celebrating her birthday on September 24th. And again, we go back to college. That was when we started our friendship and it's still strong after all these years. So it's really important for our brain health and our overall health to have these great social relationships. Now it can be new friends, which is always good, but it's really kind of endearing to know that you've got these friendships that kind of sustain themselves through the years. And I just am really, really grateful to all those wonderful friends and sorority sisters. So Love and uh, pie love to all of you and Molly B. You know, we're planning our next Paris trip, which brings me to World Travel Day, which is September 27th. And I'm going to now introduce you to Susan Black, who is the founder and the chief WOW engagement officer of Wowzitude. She's going to tell you all about Wowzitude. But what's really fantastic about this is that it's virtual travel, which is a whole new movement in the travel industry. And Wowzitude really focuses on older adults, and it helps overcome that social isolation and loneliness, particularly if you have a loved one who's living maybe alone at home or even in a senior living community where you can feel lonely. And so Susan and Wowzitude really help overcome that. And I think it makes a great gift. I think it's great actually for, you know, for you to travel with your loved one this way, but she's going to explain everything to you. And I think you're going to really enjoy this interview with Susan Black of Wowzitude. So I am really thrilled to have my next guest on, who is Susan Black, the founder of Wowzitude. And, you know, Susan, we met, I think, what, a couple of years ago 
And we were at a conference together. I think it may have been virtual because it was during the pandemic. But when you told me what you were doing, I was so just mesmerized by it. I've told all my friends, everybody is like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. So I'm really excited to have you tell us what what Wowzitude is all about. So welcome to Caregiving Club on Air. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for the invitation. We always love to share the love about our love of travel, because why stop? Even if you have some mobility issues or age-related illnesses or financial issues, there's no reason to stop now that we have live stream interactive virtual tours. And as you know, we do them every single week for our subscribers, our armchair travelers, So we currently go to 104 different cities and destinations all around the world live. And when we say interactive, we mean it. It, We get the best questions from our travelers. Many of them are well-traveled, so they are revisiting places they've been to in the past. But some of them are discovering places that they've always wanted to go to because we go to just every continent. And we go to just amazing cities and places that uh, one can only dream about. And we do it every week. Well, and that's what I love. I mean, uh, you know, what you were saying, this is obviously a new category of virtual travel. You're one of the, the biggest leaders in this category. And it is so wonderful to overcome, you know, technology. This is where I love technology because it lets us overcome any of those obstacles and barriers that we may have to actual travel, which takes so much stamina and you know, I was in and out of the airport during all the chaos, and it's like I never want to get on another plane. <laughs> so so I would love for you to tell us the story, because I know your mom plays a big role in how Wowzitude got started. So tell us about that. She did. My mom is the inspiration for all this goodness. My background is that my entire career has been spent in the travel industry. I've either been chief marketing officer or chief commercial officer for some of the largest brands in travel everything from American Express and and just so many others. And so my job was always to get people to go to places, right? Well, during the pandemic, my mom was in assisted living. We were all very frustrated. We were on Zoom, mom and myself speaking. And my mom said, well, can't we go someplace? Now, I knew my mother did not have dementia, thank goodness. And I said, mom, what did you have in mind? And she said, well, I don't know. You have a bunch of tour guides that you work with, with your company. Uh, at the time, I was I was uh, chief commercial officer for a large Irish tour company. And so we went down the streets of, of uh, Ireland, of, of Dublin, O'Connell Street. And my mom said, wow, a lot. Wow. And I said, <laughs> well, that changed her attitude. She said, I'm so grateful. I have gratitude. Wow plus gratitude equals wowsitude. That's the name. And ever since that first tour, which was two weeks after lockdown, two weeks, it was right in March. It's now three years later, and we have now blossomed into working with thousands of older adults, taking them all around the world. We started with one guide. We now have 87 guides, local guides in 104 different areas. As a matter of fact, I interviewed another four guides this morning, one going to Quito in Ecuador. So we go everywhere. We see everything. And the beauty of this is, again, these are live. These are not recorded. We say the wow moment is the now moment. You can ask real-time questions. We have moderators for everyone that asks the questions of the guides in real time. And the questions, as I said, are amazing. 
And it is, it, you can get close-ups. You can say, can you get a little closer in? Whether it's the natural things that we see, such as hummingbirds, or details on buildings. For example, next week, we're going to Berlin and Donegal, and we're going to be seeing just everything up close. You know, it's hard to do also in a group. I know about group tours. Very difficult for 10 or 15 people to all go in and see these details as the guides are telling us. All our guides are licensed guides. They do in-person tours. That's what they did before the pandemic. They're doing it again now, but they love doing these live virtual tours for our Wowzitude subscribers. They absolutely love it. Well, and what I, again, what I love about this, and you you emphasize it, is that, you know, it's not passive where you're just watching a documentary about Ireland or, you know, the Australian outback, which, you know, we can do. This is live. You're interacting with others. You're interacting with the guide. The guide is live. They have their cameras and they're showing us everything. I think that's so important. And I know, you know, you've really focused the approach with Wowzitude on older adults who, again, may have certain barriers to the actual in-person travel that they love to do. I know you're working with a lot of senior living communities, but you can also do this from the comfort of your home and it helps the people who may be living alone, right? Overcome that isolation, that I'm loneliness. I'm so and- glad, Sherry, that you brought that up. We have just as many senior living communities and people doing it in a group together as we do with those who are aging at home, maybe with caregivers on their own. It breaks down all of the, because it's a subscription, they get to know the people. Oh, there's Rose. She's calling in from Pearl River. And there's Tom. He's from Cape Town. So wherever it is, it's great. By the way, we are global. So we have people all over. And you get to know the people. They kind of ask the same questions. It's like, well, Tom's always going to ask about economics. And Rose is always (laughs) going to ask about shopping. So it's really quite a community that we've developed. And the beauty is it's so scalable because not everybody asks questions, let's face it. But those that do, do it with great (laughs) relish. And uh, (laughs) many of our people just like to hear the questions that other people do. They can ask, but, you know, they'd like to kind of hear it. Right. So, So, but yes, we did design it for older people in mind. So that's very important. We have closed captions for the hard of hearing in each one, we make sure, we make sure that all of our guides speak slowly and have great dictions because of course they're local guides with accents. Our moderators may repeat things just to make sure everybody gets it. So we are very super careful about all the details. And what's more, We try to make it over the years, we've gotten great feedback from our subscribers and from activity professionals and all others that are participating. And so what we do is we try to make it as immersive as possible. We didn't just stop with live tours, Sherry. We didn't just stop with interaction. We now have tour documents because that's what you would expect when you go on tour, which includes recipes and drink recipes and book recommendations and movies that people can play and maps and fun facts and just so much content, so much information that our content and design team puts together for every single tour in advance. They're usually about six pages and they are downloadable. You can share them and you can really get that immersive feeling. As a matter of fact, a lot, a lot of our armchair travelers are drinking or eating local snacks on every single one of our tours. It's so much fun. 
I love that. I think I talked to you about drinking some whiskey while, you know, you're in Scotland or or wherever, wherever the tour is taking you. You know, I want you to indulge us a little bit. And for those of you who are listening on the podcast, you can see we're going to have some imagery that Susan's going to share. But if you're watching us on YouTube, we're going to have her pull up. Uh, so visually, you can see what this is all about that she's talking about. And Susan, you mentioned that, you know, um, the, the trip kits, which I do want you to show us as well. But right now you're showing us some imagery of just the people who join. And this is just like a a typical tour, right? I look on your schedule and say, oh, Paris is next week. I definitely want to be there, correct? Absolutely. We always publish in advance, usually a month or two in advance, so people can prepare. I mentioned about book clubs that are forming about it. We give recommendations of books that are either in destination or about destination. The same thing with movies. Many groups will show movie night either because they're at home. It's like book club without the book (laughs) or in a group or they just rent it on Netflix so that they can get a better feeling on a on a trip to Milan very recently a lot of there were a lot of references to House of Gucci with with Lady Gaga and it's like this is where it was filmed and all the rest because there are so many things that are filmed abroad and so we talk about that just Hitchcock films and other things i mean so much fun so that we we really have that and it's so poignant as well because so many people on our tours will share their own personal connection with these cities that either they may have lived in or they visited or they went on honeymoon or it was a special trip and they form friendships over that. So there's so many things that have happened on our trips. We have so many stories. As a matter of fact, on our uh, site as well, we even have something called Travel Stories And of course, I have my mother's story and how it was inspiring for me to create this with her help. But we have stories, for example, of Margaret at St. Patrick's Day at 102. She took a trip down memory lane because we actually were there the week of St. Patrick's Day. We followed the route of the parade. And when we got to Cleary's, which is a very famous department store, sort of like Macy's over here, there's a famous clock there. And our wonderful 102 visitor said that that's where she met her husband of 72 years. So never did she think she would be back at the very site of meeting the love of her life. And she was there and she shared it with us. And we have so many stories, so many stories. One of my favorite ones also is about a shared love of travel. Carol and Peggy met again, in a group, and they are, you know, who makes friendships past 80? Well, they did, because they have a shared love of travel, and now every week they go on these tours together. Uh, they hug, they kiss, they can't wait, they can't wait until they, where they go next. So that is all part of our uh, stories that we have. And I I love that. And I want to just reiterate, you know, we're talking a lot about, you know, global travel and all these wonderful places you go, but you can go domestic travel too, right? I mean, oh, yes. I'm so glad that you you said that as well, because quite frankly, the domestic tours are amazing. Can you imagine going to Yellowstone? We go to Yellowstone, we see the geysers. We're going to Memphis to take a look at Elvis. We go to New Orleans and we see how beignets are made and we go right into the French Quarter. We've traveled extensively through New York, as you can can imagine, everything from Central Park to the 9-11 Memorial to Soho. We've been all over Chicago. Actually, our guide there 
is a Chicago architecture historian. So we understand the architecture. We just did that a couple of weeks ago. We went to Printer's Row in Chicago and had a whole architecture tour. And we do festivals as well. So yes, you're absolutely right. We do in North America, Europe, Canada, South America. Really, there's no place we haven't been. Well, and you know, Susan, you're ahead of trend. I just uh, sat in on a presentation by the Global Wellness Institute on their 2023 trends. And they said, you know, we're going from solo to social in terms of, you know, our wellness and the things that we seek. And you're really creating those social relationships, which are so critical. As you said, even as we get older, you know, maybe you lose a friend or you lose a partner or a spouse. This kind of gives you that social connection back of having, and also you're sparking joy, which is really important. Well, who doesn't love to both travel and talk about travel. We talk about where we're going to go, where we've been, what we've experienced. We are now in the experience economy. It doesn't matter what age you are. It's not about having things anymore. And as we get older, all of us, it's not about the things we've collected. It's the friendships we've made. It's the experiences that we've done. And why stop when you're 75, 80, 85? You should still be collecting those experiences. You should still be sharing those moments live and be able to enjoy them just as they're happening. Have that connection with the world. Be able to talk to a guide and ask them the questions that are on your mind because maybe you've read a book or seen a movie or heard about it. Maybe there's something going on in the world. When we went to Lima, Peru, there was upheaval. There was an uprising. Let's talk to those guides. Let's find out about their culture. Let's find out about the indigenous people. Let's find out about what they're doing for sustainable and responsible travel. We got we talked about that a lot when we went to Venice. What's happening there? So it's about culture. It's about heritage. It's about food, definitely. We never go on a trip without talking about food or seeing what people are eating ever. And I want to interrupt you because can you show us the trip kits? Because that's the brilliance. You know, it's not just the great virtual travel that you're doing. As you said, you've got the stories, you've got the book clubs popping up or the movie clubs, but you've got these wonderful trip kits which I love. And I will show you, we're going to Berlin next week. So I will show you one from Berlin. These are all downloadable and shareable. We talk about where we're going because of course you want to know the itinerary and where we're walking to. You meet your guide a bit. But talking about food, we give full recipes and our guides talk about it. And oftentimes we'll go into a restaurant where they're making it or a bakery or someone's home even. It's incredible. We talk also about drinks. I mean, who doesn't want to be drinking on tour? So we have all the local cocktails and how to make them. And in so many of our tours, people have a drink in their hand. Of course, I spoke about the movies and the book recommendations that you can do. We have fun facts. We include all the maps of every place because not everybody knows where things are located. And of course, what the uh, city is doing in terms of sustainability. So we have this for each and every one of our trips. Um, and it is just so important to be able to have this type of immersive experience because travel's not just about seeing the things. And again, this is experiences. It's about tasting. And you know, you until they develop smell a vision, which they don't have quite yet. <laughs> it's coming, I'm sure. It's coming, but, but until that, we can make our own. And why not enjoy 
these snacks. By the way, the snacks that we recommend, we also give links to Costco and Amazon so people can order it easily, either at home or in a group. We want it to be as enjoyable, even more enjoyable, quite frankly, because you can see more, you can hear more, you get closer in than if you're there in person. It's real. And it is now, you know, the only difference is you're seeing it virtually as opposed to in person, but you don't have to worry about walking. And to your point, Sherry, you don't have to worry about an expensive plane ticket or airport hassles (laughs) or any of that expense or hassle. Um, And can you imagine going to 104 destinations live every single night? And by the way, if you miss one, if you miss one, Now, for the first time, we have on-demand viewing for 24 hours immediately after. So there's no reason you can ever miss it. Now, like Cinderella, poof, it disappears at midnight. Right. But there is no reason why you should not enjoy. Just in case something comes up, you can go back. You know, you touched on something, too. And I think you've also talked about sometimes you'll talk about the music of that particular area. You know, the, the big trend now, particularly in wellness, is multi-sensory experiences. And you're touching on all of that, the taste, the smell, the sight, the sound, and all of that. You know, we're we're going to get close here to um, running out of time. But I'm sure that everybody who's listening is so excited about this. How, if I'm, you know, a family caregiver or a friend or whomever, how do I sign up my loved one? What does it cost? What does that look like? Okay, so we've made it as affordable as we can. And the good news is we're able to do that because we're very scalable. We have groups and people going on this. And by the way, that's part of the fun. You want to have a lot of people going on it. And so because of that, we can make it really affordable. Sherry, when I tell you that for groups, it's $7 a tour for the entire group. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. For all the goodness that you've seen, including the trip kits, the live tours, the repeat the next day, everything. Paris for $7? I'm in. $7. That's for a group. That's an entire group. If you're an individual, it goes down to about 5 or $6 a tour. So we have monthly subscriptions. In total, it's $99 for a group. And it's $59 for an individual, but that entitles you to eight to 10 tours every month. You get to see the world for that. And if again, if you miss it, you can see it the next day on your schedule. So um, it's still the wow moment and the now moment. How can we do that? Because we have so many travelers that travel together. So when you have all that, we can pay our guides and we pay our guides fabulously well. By the way, in some of our places, such as Arequipa, Peru, which is a UNESCO World Heritage, they've been so hard hit by the pandemic, they're still not back. We're almost the only source of income for that guide. Wow. So we pay our guides super, super well. And we are able to be sustainable and scalable and we're growing every day and we have great partners doing it because giving the gift of travel, what could be better in in this experience economy? Exactly. Always continue to grow and go and whatever their passion is. By the way, in December, we go to all the Christmas markets and we celebrate all the holidays. I mentioned about St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. And we try to do as many of these incredible celebrations when and where they are. Our guides are phenomenal that way. Well, and I know you've talked about the heritage tours. That's something I'm really into. A lot of people are going back to their roots, you know, where was my family from and learning about all that. 
What I love, Susan, is not only is it affordable travel, but, you, you know, the social side of this, I don't think we can, you know, underplay that at all. It's it's so important. And as you said, if you were to take a tour, you might meet some friends. Maybe you stay in touch afterwards. But think about it. As you said, now you've got people who meet and they get to see each other every week in a new city or whatever it is. That's just fantastic. Every week they see, they have the same questions. Now, when I say see, nobody sees each other, HIPAA, all the good stuff. You know, you stay private. You, you see our guide. Right. But through the questions, you get to meet people that way. If anybody wants to go on an in-person tour, we immediately connect you with that guide. We do do heritage tours, Irish heritage, Jewish heritage. Uh, We do a number because we also work with museums and libraries and others. Again, so many organizations, alumni groups, um, you know, uh, and we're working now even with tour operators who do in-person tours because they understand the value of a taste. You know, groups get together saying, well, where do we want to go as a group this year? Well, let's try Portugal. We'll try Porto in one place, and then we'll go over to try Granada, Spain, and we'll see what's going on in Budapest. And so a lot of this is also try before you buy. So there's so many different groups and participants that love it for so many reasons. And we have such a good time on every tour. It is so much fun. Well, as I said at the at the beginning, I, I am so excited by this. This is like one of my favorite things that I've learned about being in aging and longevity and caregiving. You know, as I mentioned, we're, we're almost out of time, but is there anything else we didn't cover that you feel is important for the audience to understand and know about Wowzitude? I think, I think it's really important to stress that we are super clued into inclusivity. So whether you are, it doesn't matter what your background is, it doesn't matter what you may, disability you may have, it's not only for older adults, it could be for if you're in any way, shape or form have mobility or other disabilities that may prevent you, or just limitations, you know, Um, you may be getting back into fitness and strength training, and it may be a while until you can go, but why give it up until you can go there? The other thing is, for so many of us, maybe we'll go on one trip a year, maybe two. I don't know how many people can go on so many. Here you go on 104 different trips live. You get to right. see the weather and the time and, and the sunsets and everything else. So it's that this could never have happened, quite frankly. This is what we call a COVID catalyst because right. had COVID not happened, these guys would never have invested in the equipment, and it is expensive. The Wi-Fi and Zoom would not have been as ubiquitous a platform, and we're now on 4 and 5G connectivity. And so all of this happened as a result of such a tragic period, but we have this now forever and ever, and it just keeps getting better and better as we go on. So I'm excited about what the future is because we're always adding to it. And I will say we have guide training, peer-to-peer training every single month about best practices and anything new that happens in the industry. Our guides are the first one. Our 87 guides are the first to know about it. And they share the knowledge with each other and with us. So whatever it is today, it's going to be improved upon tomorrow. So we're very excited about the future that way as well. Well, as you said, it was one of the silver linings, I think, that, you know, kind of came out of our pandemic. And often I talk about how technology can sometimes, you know, be a barrier to wellness. But this is one of those instances where technology is really creating 
these wonderful worlds. And by the way, I must apologize a little bit for my little puppy behind us. He's oh. not such a puppy. He's 16. He was downstairs, <laughs> but he got upstairs. He wants to be part of the conversation. He's That's like my dog. He's old in dog years. So we met, we're, we're, we're big believers in, in older adults and older dogs. So my apologies if you've heard a little no. background. Hey, we love, I love all pets. My little dog is sitting right here next to me. She happens to be quiet today, which is very unusual. So no, we, that no worries. We, I heard his little, you know, he was trying to you know, pipe in there. Yeah. He He's sees like, mom's talking. And got a little jealous. Exactly. Well, Susan, it's just been a delight talking to you. And I'm so happy to have you share with our audience what Wowzitude is all about. Again, it's wowzitude.com, correct? That is correct. It's wowzitude.com. We'd love to wow you. (laughs) (laughs) And we hope that, by the way, we have free trials for everyone. If you want to try, no risk, just enjoy yourself. And that's that's how we've grown so much because people try it. And they get a sense of it, and then they love it. It is something new, so it is something to be tried. We'd love to see you all on a trial tour. We'd love to have you enjoy getting to know the world around you, either revisiting or discovering something new. It is really for the culturally curious. These are such great gift ideas. And even beyond the holidays and the gift ideas, just anybody who's concerned about an older loved one who might be, you know, living alone or feeling lonely or whatever it is, this is just so fantastic. So Susan, thank you for being on our podcast. We appreciate the time. Sherry, I am so delighted and so honored that you've asked me to join you. And you know that I'm so enthusiastic about Wowzitude. It is a genuine joy. Uh, I love traveling around the world with all of our armchair travelers every week. I'm on every single one of the tour as moderator. So I hope to see each and every one of you on an upcoming journey. And again, don't have to give up what you love. You know, there's ways around it, right? This is one of them. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you. Wasn't that a great interview with Susan? She is so wonderful to talk to and so joyful. And what she's really doing for older adults who either don't have the stamina to travel or... You know, maybe they are concerned about all the wait times and, and everything that has to go on in airports and other places. Wowzitude is really such a great solution. So really appreciate that interview with her. Now let's go into our well-home design news. And I'm going to focus on two things. The first is going to be false prevention, which I mentioned. And then I'm also going to talk quickly about emergency preparedness with our older loved ones. So starting with false prevention, the National False Prevention Awareness Week is actually September 18th through the 25th. And the National Council on Aging, where we're going to have their link on the episode guide page, they have a lot of really great checklists. They're doing things in all of the senior centers across the country for that week, um, where they're doing a lot of different classes around balance and other issues that can affect, you know, um, the the risk of falls. And so you want to definitely check that out. Also, I want to do a shout out to George Netcher, who is the CEO of Safely You. Now, George was on our very first podcast. He was on season one, episode one. And his company, Safely You, is focused around using technology tools that really help keep a loved one safe from falls in the home if they have dementia. So it's a, it's a fairly specific tool, but it's a really great tool. You could also use it with your other loved ones who don't have dementia, but he did design it specifically understanding the issues that 
arise out of cognitive health. And we do know that people who have Alzheimer's and dementia have a lot of balance issues. So you're going to see more falls in the home with a loved one with Alzheimer's or dementia versus maybe some other issues. But we do know falls in the home are huge, particularly for our older population. We have about 2 million older adults who wind up in the ER every year because they've fallen at home. The most falls for any age group, by the way, is in the bathroom. I think about 80% of the falls in the home happen in the bathroom. And so just to give you some real quick tips, you know, um, I write about kind of the five C's of age-friendly design in a home. And um, a lot of these address some of these uh, risk factors around falls. So for instance, curves. Okay, you want to make sure that furniture, anything that you might bump into, and it can include coffee tables, chairs, counters, you know, anything along those lines, you want to make sure it has a curve to it, not a sharp edge. As we get older, our skin gets thinner, it can cut and certainly bruise more easily. And also because our balance might be a little bit off, we might be bumping into things more. So curved furniture is really, really critical. And so take a look at your loved one's home or even think about it for yourself. You know, all of these curves are really in trend right now. So it's not hard to find curved couches or coffee tables that are round, dining tables that are round, things that aren't especially sharp. Again, you want to have kind of that curved edge. So that's one. The second is color and the third is contrast and they kind of go together. So again, we know that color psychology uh, we did a lot with Catherine Gruby on that particular episode last year, but she's also in my book. But we know that certain colors will create calm or will create energy in certain rooms. But what you want to think about is using contrast in colors. So right now, of course, we know that all white kitchens and, you know, things that are kind of have the, the grayish, you know, the gray beiges have been really popular for such a long time. I think, though, right now what I'm seeing in home design is people are, are really embracing a lot of color. So you might still have a lot of white, but maybe you do a pop of color on your cabinets or whatever in your kitchen. But you want to have things that contrast so that it's easy for older eyes to actually differentiate between um, a counter and a cabinet or, you know, things like that. Same thing with stairs, which again, we see a lot of falls on the stairs, right? So you want to make sure that those stairs, the tread and the rise are a different color or at least a different type of material. So maybe, you know, it's a, it's a wood step on the stair, but then the uh, the rise on the stair is is painted white or painted a different color, or maybe it has a tile or something on it. So whatever just kind of chops up the look, because again, as our eyes age, you know, it's it's harder for us to differentiate between these things. And I will also say that task lighting is super, super important. So wherever you're going to do reading, you're going to be in the kitchen where you're chopping and, and creating things, where, wherever you're doing a lot of tasks, you want to have really good lighting because at the age of 60, we need three times the light, the illumination to see things clearly and easily than we did when we were age 20. So there's there's a lot of science behind that. You can read about some of that in my book, but it, it really is important to have really good lighting as well. And then certainly clutter-free. There's a lot of reasons to go clutter-free in the home. A lot of it is psychological for brain health. It just comforts us to have things where we can see easily around corners or through, you know, different rooms or whatever it is. So, but for falls, you really want to have that clutter picked up. 
particularly for older loved ones, because they just become trip hazards. And, you know, we talk a lot about rugs. A lot of people love rugs. They have wood floors. We're actually are pretty good, by the way. You know, if you have a lot of carpeting in your loved one's home and all of a sudden they need to use a walker or a cane or even a wheelchair, it becomes a lot harder to wheel yourself on a rug or a carpet than it does on a wood floor. But for rugs, what we say is, you know, you can get that really industrial strength tape at like Home Depot and a Lowe's. You want to tape down those corners really, really well. You don't want anything, again, that can trip up a loved one because we're not picking up our feet as well as we used to. There's a little bit more maybe of a shuffle with our gait. So you just want to avoid all of these things. And sometimes we even say remove the rug, which I know can be a real, like if it's an heirloom or it's been in the family or your loved one just really loves that rug. One of the things that we talk about when we do a lot of these um, in-home assessments that I've been doing with a lot of real estate and interior designers is we talk to the loved one about okay, is there something that we can do that keeps the rug but takes us off the floor? So for instance, could it become a wall hanging? Could it become part of the decor? Could we, could we, you know, maybe cut up a piece of the rug so you have that comfort of looking at the, the design, but maybe now we frame it. So there's a lot of opportunities and options that you can use to keep the rug in your loved one's life if they really love it, but at the same time, make sure that it's not a trip hazard. And then of course, you know, in the bathroom, as I mentioned, where most of falls happen, you want to make sure that you've got good grab bars. You know, the towel bars we all have in our bathrooms will do nothing for you. If you go to fall, you reach out. Listen, if you're over 90 pounds, and I think most of the adults I know are probably over 90 pounds, you grab that bar, it's going to come right out of the wall with you and boom, you've hit your head or whatever it is. So the the normal towel bars don't work. You've got to get the good grab bars. And the good news is, The designers are way, way, way ahead of you. They're into this now. Pottery Barn has the accessible home line. Lowe's is doing this whole, you know, living uh, longer in your home kind of um, support with all these different beautiful grab bars. And they are industrial strength. So they can be gorgeous and useful at the same time. And then I would just do a caution. A lot of us are do-it-ourselfers, right? We like to do things ourselves. But be really cautious about putting grab bars in on your own. You have to position them properly or they won't really work. You also have to have them grounded well into the wall. Again, they'll come right out of the wall, even if they're industrial strength and they'll hold your weight. If you don't have it grounded into the wall properly, which is something that a universal design contractor or someone who is um, certified as an aging in place specialist, they know how to ground these things in the wall and make it really sturdy and make it work for your loved one. So that's another way, of course, to, you know, to support um, those risk of falls and all that. And then um, I am going to also include an article that I did for PBS Next Avenue where I interviewed Celeste uh, Carlucci, who's a good friend, and she has a company called Fall Stop, Stay Strong. And it's really about, it's more of an exercise class, if you will, for older adults. And um, it's all about bone, you know, bone strength and balance and all of that. But she does it associated with dance. And it's a fun kind of community event. Now, she started this in New York City. So she's got studios throughout the city where you can go live to her classes. But, of course, with the pandemic, she started streaming. So she's got DVDs you could buy for your loved ones. She's got streaming. And she's also opening up classes across the country. So I'm going to have a link to that article and also where you can find some of her classes and some of those things. And they're really great for older adults because they're really just fun and you know, it's a peer group kind of thing. And we're seeing this kind of trending, by the way. Social fitness is becoming a huge thing. It's not just about physical fitness anymore. It's about the social community that we create. Uh, for instance, SoulCycle 
going to segue into uh, what they now call themselves as peoplehood. And in their studios where you used to go spinning, they now have what they call gathers, which is kind of talk therapy, if you will. They have different topics. You can join the gather that you want on a particular topic. You come in, you get a lot of support, you get, you get a lot of great tips and interaction with other people. And so this is something that we're really seeing is, is really a growing trend in overall health and wellness is this whole social fitness aspect of things. Now, I want to segue into also September is National Emergency Preparedness, Preparedness, Preparedness Month, if I can get that out. Um, and I did another podcast that I think is going to be really um, interesting to you if you're interested in this. So, you know, we know there's also a lot of fires that are happening during this season, particularly where I live, like, for instance, out here in California. We also know that older adults, particularly those who may be suffering with cognitive issues like dementia or Alzheimer's, forget to turn off their stove. And we see a lot of deathly fires in people who are living either alone or at home over the age of 80 dying in fires because of this forgetfulness. Now, there certainly we have smoke alarms and there are other solutions out there that will help address a fire if it started. But what I really love about this podcast, and I, I did the interview with Ken Deering, who is a great friend, and he also is the head of iGuard Stove. And, and just, you know, just full disclaimer, I'm an advisor for their company. But what I really love about their solution is that they don't allow the fire to even start. It's technology-based. It hooks up to your stove, gas or electric. And then you as the family caregiver also have it on the app so that you know that something's happened and the stove's been shut off. But they shut the stove off before the fire even starts. This is brilliant. And you've got to listen to Ken kind of explain the whole thing and how it works. But if you're looking for a great holiday gift, by the way, for your loved one, you're a little worried about them. They might be kind of getting a little forgetful or whatever. This this might be a solution for you. So check out that episode. I'm going to just look and see. It was season two, episode 10, Ken Deering and I Guard Stove. And then, you know, every September, I, also, I offer one of my webinars for free to everybody, including the listeners here on our podcast. Now, normally I get paid by, you know, different organizations and employers to present educational content around caregiving and aging and self-care and wellness. But um, this particular webinar, I like to give away for free as a public service. And it's all about how to prepare for emergencies with an older loved one, whether they're living at home, uh, maybe, you know, both of your parents are living at home, whether they're living at home alone, or even if they're in an assisted living or memory care or senior living community. So it's all about what do we need to think about? How do we help prepare? How do we help support them? And what are the resources that are out there? And so often, you know, listen, we don't prepare for a lot of emergencies ourselves, uh, but it's even more critical when we're thinking about being disconnected from an older loved one, whether it's a natural disaster or some other kind of emergency like a fire. So I'm going to offer that link to that webinar for free. You can check it out and hopefully it'll help you and your family maybe have some discussions and think about things that need to be planned. And then before we go into our Me Time Monday wellness hack, I just wanted to do a highlight because September 30th is International Podcast Day, and I cannot believe we're in season three of Caregiving Club on Air. I can't believe we've been doing this now for three seasons, three years. And, you know, I have interviewed some amazing people. We've had over 50 interviews with everybody from, you know, celebrities and authors and CEOs and filmmakers and TV news hosts and radio hosts and 
neuroscientists, entrepreneurs, doctors, and even a former first lady. And we've talked about everything from nutrition to sleep science to, you know, self-care solutions, senior living, virtual travel, Alzheimer's and brain health, financial services, employer benefits, universal design for the home. I mean, uh, just so many topics. So I really hope you check out our episodes and listen to some of these experts. They're fascinating to listen to. I think you'll learn a lot. It's really... Even though we dedicate ourselves to family caregivers and and particularly caring for older loved ones, I think there's so much we take away from it for our own lives and our own health and wellness and what we're thinking about in terms of bringing that balance back into our life. So again, I just want to do a shout out to our listeners and please subscribe wherever you listen. And I'm excited to announce on this episode that in addition to us being on Apple and Google Podcasts and Stitcher and uh, iTunes or, uh, yeah, TuneIn, uh, we have now been added by Amazon Music Podcast, SiriusXM, Pandora, and iHeartRadio, which is really, I think, an, an amazing, you know, kind of nice way to celebrate our third year now doing this, that we are now going to be expanding to all those different audiences. So wherever you listen to your podcast, check us out, subscribe, please. We we love our subscribers. So you can get notified of all the new uh, episodes that we have coming up. And with that, let's go into our Me Time Monday wellness hack, which is what we do to end all these episodes. And we're going to be talking about gratitude and also the color psychology behind orange, which is the color mostly associated with gratitude. So here you are, Me Time Monday wellness hack. Welcome to our Me Time Monday wellness hack. This episode, we focus on World Gratitude Day on September 21st and how the color psychology of orange is most associated with gratitude. As we said, World Gratitude Day is September 21st. It is a day of reflection and thanks. And many people write letters or reach out to friends and family to express their gratitude for love and friendship. Gratitude is a type of superfood for the soul. Being grateful and practicing gratitude has shown to be our social glue. It keeps us kind, it makes us empathetic and optimistic by amplifying the good in life, and it rescues us from toxic toxic feelings and strengthens our bonds with family, friends, and those we love. Gratitude is often associated with the color orange. Orange is also mostly associated with social connectivity. It represents vibrancy, energy, and fun, but also being thoughtful and considerate. Some feel the social connectivity of orange is tied to American history when we celebrated Thanksgiving harvest with family and friends in the fall as the leaves turned to orange and proper colors. Orange is also a color associated with heroes and a sense of mastery, as well as cheerfulness, being friendly, and also being confident. Orange is part of the warm tones of the color spectrum because it is the color mostly associated with the sun and with fire, both of which bring us warmth. Orange, such as coral and orange jade, were used in healing lungs and to increase energy levels and came to signify renewal. The meaning of the color orange is stimulating, vibrant, and flamboyant. While made up of red and yellow, It carries less aggression and fierceness than the color red due to its combination with the energizing and happy color of yellow. While orange is a common color associated with summer and the hot sun, 
It is also often associated with being a main color of harvest in autumn due to the changing color of the leaves and pumpkins. Because orange is when we go from fall to winter, it is seen as a color associated with transitions and adaptability. It is a color most often used to help a person recover from disappointments, a wounded heart, or a blow to one's pride. Many color therapists recommend color breathing, which can be very energizing. If you are feeling depressed, try breathing in orange to a count of seven, thinking of your favorite orange object or scene and pulling that warmth into your body. Then breathe out for seven counts, thinking of the complementary cool color to orange, which is the color blue, which is associated with cleansing and calm. Orange foods and surroundings stimulate the appetite. Orange is a common color found in citrus fruit and is often associated with vitamin C and a healthy diet. It is also the color most associated with fall harvest foods, including pumpkins and yams. Foods with carotenoids have an orange-yellow gold color and they decrease inflammation in the body and help prevent cancer because they are high in antioxidants. They keep our immune system strong, support vision health, and keep our skin healthy. Orange even stimulates the thyroid to boost metabolism. We hope you enjoyed this Me Time Monday wellness hack. Each episode of our Caregiving Club on-air podcast features a new Me Time Monday wellness hack. And you can find all of this information and more in my new book, Me Time Monday, the weekly wellness plan to find balance and joy for a busy life. And you can visit us at metimemonday.com or caregivingclub.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Caregiving Club on Air. Please hit the subscribe button to listen to us on our newest channels, Amazon Music, SiriusXM, iHeartRadio, and Pandora, as well as Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and other listening channels. Check out all the resources and article links on our episode guide page at caregivingclub.com. Just hit the podcast tab, and you can email us with comments or questions at podcast at caregivingclub.com. Thank you again for listening, and take care and stay well. <laughs>